Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. It's good to see all of you out here. I missed last week, and I felt like I was missing something big, and I did because the band was fantastic. Amen. They carried it. Rosie and Cecilia were the, gave the scriptures, and God was here. Amen. Hallelujah. So we want to welcome everyone, and especially if you're here for the first time. We have two uh, first-time visitors, but I'm not going to mention their names because, you know, it's being broadcast, and maybe they don't want anybody to know that they're here, so we're not going to mention it, amen, kind of incognito, praise God. So uh, I'm back, our family is back from Orlando, Florida. We went to a conference, and we spent some time also, uh, you know, playing, you know, and uh, so I'm not the kind of guy that would come and bring pictures of our trip. My son said, yeah, you are, Dad. Okay. So bear with me. Here's a couple of pictures to show you where we were at. Let's see. Here we are, Kennedy Space Center. Phenomenal thing that they can get a rocket ship to the moon. I mean, come on. Is that impressive or not? And I was impressed at the knowledge and the understanding that the people had to compose and to make that happen. Then I wondered... Who is the God that gave them that skill and knowledge? Amen? Praise God. Then we went gator, gator hunting, and I got tripped up a little bit, gator hunting. Let's see what happened. See, they, they, I was looking for gators, but they, they, they found me. Amen? Hallelujah. Ouch, ouch. Okay, then uh, we went to uh, Universal Studios. Here we are. Do we look like tourists or not? Yeah, I think, yeah, we yeah. Got to take a picture with the ball in Universal. But then we went to, uh, oh, so we took a picture here. And the lady that took the picture, she said, act like a dinosaur. And, the, and I said, why do you make us do that? We just wanted a picture here. She said, well, I just thought it would be fun. I go, okay, whatever. So then we went to SeaWorld. And we went to see the fishes, right? The dolphins and the whales and everything. And that's our kind of entertainment, you know, the nice slow down, you know, just observe. But my son, he wanted to go on this. Ah! Upside down twice. He went on three of them. And then at night, he said, I think I'm going to skip dinner tonight. <laughs> my stomach is feeling a little queasy. <laughs> See, so here's the kind of things that we like to do. You know, nice and easy, kind of little boat ride, you know. <laughs> Calm the sea, praise the Lord. And uh, so they said... Pastor, did you make it to the conference? <laughs> oh, yeah, we made it. Let's see. We're there. About 3,000 people uh, from all internationally came in from all parts of the world just to get refreshed, encouraged, and given a word to uh, get us uh, by. But, you know, the good thing is everything they talked about, we're doing. We're, we're doing what they're saying. Amen? But I do have a word for you from the conference and then we were able to make it back home. There you go. Ruthie took a picture of us. That's our exact plane that came back. And uh, why is it a miracle? Because 1,370 flights were canceled that day. But the Lord, uh, I said the Lord brought us home safely. And I thank you for your prayers to bring us home. There was hurricanes and lightning. In fact, on the way over, 
to Florida. There was a, a lightning strike again and again, if you know that song. Lightning striking again and again. And, and the kids were like having a ball. Oh, yeah, this is great. We're bouncing around. And then all of a sudden we did the dip. Whoop. And they didn't cry. They didn't say anything after that. <laughs> but anyway, we're so. And then, you know, you got to act like kids sometimes, right? And so I took a picture of these two kids going down the slide. Let me show it to you right here. You check it out. They're going to come. Here they come. Here they come. <laughs> it was Marianne, youth pastor Charles. So Marianne's going to come and tell us what we're doing this summer. Praise the Lord. Yeah, we had a great time together. It was fun being with the family. And, of course, we missed you all. We're glad to be back. Um, just wanted to go quickly over the announcements. Uh, just want to talk about our team um, Super Kid Academy, our team kid lesson for today. They're learning about the Old Testament prophecies that Jesus fulfilled as the Messiah. So they're learning about Jesus as the Messiah. Um, so uh, we're going to be discussing how these predictions made hundreds of years ago, um, they can't be accurate without God. So parents, make sure you get your parent connection today from Cecilia. She's in the class. So you can talk about it with your kids because it is, you know, a pretty high-level um, uh, teaching today. So go ahead and keep getting those every other week uh, so you can teach them about that. Uh, election Day is coming up Tuesday, June 7th for all of you. So make sure you vote for and not against your biblical values by visiting electionforum.org. That's electionforum.org. Click California, election guide, and then Los Angeles County to get suggestions. It's just an encouragement for all of us to vote. Um, we're going to be having a special men's gathering at Point of Grace Church. Pastor Chuck is going to be speaking there for our men and Point of Grace Church's men. You know, they came last time here, and they had a big showing. So we want our men to have a big showing um, on uh, Saturday, June 11th at 9.30 a.m. It's in Rancho Cucamonga. And um, support Pastor Chuck. And then they're going to have chicken and waffles. That sounds like fun, right? So that's great. So men, put that date down, June 11th, 9.30 a.m. Then guess what? Vacation Bible School. Woohoo! Wait a minute. Vacation Bible School. The reason I'm excited about it is, first of all, I love the kids. Secondly, I think I remember telling you that I wanted to reach 25 plus, and today we reached 26 children have signed up for Vacation Bible School. So that's exciting for us. Like I said, this is our first one. I uh, just wanted to... Um, let you know that when we were in Florida, we met the Wild bro Brothers, and the Wild Brothers are um, a group of kids that are missionaries, and Charles met them online because they created uh, some of the videos for our Vacation Bible School. So the kids are going to see them. They're going to see four videos of the Wild Brothers, and they um, were missionaries in Indonesia, 
but they're just sweet guys. I mean, they're in their 20s, and two of them just got married, and um, we did, watch this, with them, with the Wild Brothers. We need the volume. This is Commander Mary Ann from Super Kid Academy, and we are going to be having BBS June 13th through 16th, and I'm here with the Wild Brothers, and you're going to meet them on the videos during Vacation Bible School, and they have a message for you today, so listen up. Hey guys, I'm so cool that you guys will be doing Mystery Island BBS. Uh, we love it. We love making the videos for you guys, and we're excited about all you're going to learn about God during this week through BBS. So some of the characteristics you're going to learn about is that God is great, God is almighty. Boy, can you think of some? God is trustworthy. God is Emmanuel. Amen. He's God with us. Yeah. 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 So exciting stuff you guys are going to be learning. So thanks, you guys. We will see you June 13th through 16th. And hopefully you'll also get to listen to the Wild Brothers on their videos. You can look it up online. Awesome. Hope you guys enjoy. All right. Bye. Bye. It was really nice meeting these young guys that were so pure and holy. They were just, they really loved the Lord. Yeah. They've given their lives to the Lord. Uh, just a couple other announcements about Vacation Bible School. Who, who is a volunteer? Please raise your hand coming up for Vacation Bible School. Just want to remind you there is a meeting tomorrow night at 7 p.m. here at the church. So if you all can be here, that's fantastic. Um, one thing we really need is palm trees. I know they're like palm trees. Yeah, if you have any fake palm trees at home or any palm trees anywhere, please let us know and, and you can bring them to the church. I know that's a weird thing, but we want, <laughs> we want it to look like an island here. We have some, but we need more. Um, okay, and so the T-shirts for the kids will be here on the first day. So what they'll do is they'll pick up their shirts, and then they'll go into the restrooms and change into their shirts. Um, the, oh, and then there will be on Sunday, June 19th, that's the Sunday after, we're having all the kids come back on Father's Day to receive their awards, their certificates for completing BBS. So we're really excited about that. And hopefully, I think Leanne is going to be able to lead one of the songs. Leanne and Raina are going to be able to lead one of the songs that day that they sang during VBS. You guys will really enjoy that. Um, one thing, they do have to sign a waiver, parents. So make sure you have their medical information. And you say medical information, well, just in case something happens, we have it on file. Okay, thank you so much for that. Then Father's Day, of course, June 19th. Pastor Chuck will be speaking on the wisdom of a godly father. Uh, we want to give honor to all our fathers. And, of course, we're going to have pizza lunch afterwards. So everybody bring your fathers, friends, everybody. Okay, graduation Sunday coming up, Sunday, June 26 at 1030 a.m. We're celebrating two high school students. They're graduating um, from high school, and we're going to have dessert after service. So we want to support our youth as they graduate from high school, okay? 
Um, then visitors, so we have a lot of things happening. Visitor Sunday coming up, Sunday, July 3rd. Uh, bring a first-time visitor. You'll get a, pro, uh, a gift, and so will they. The, the visitor will. We've done this before. Who's been involved in Visitor Sunday before? It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to bring visitors. We're going to have a free barbecue after, and <laughs> we'll be celebrating July 4th, and, of course, religious freedom. That's what we'll be celebrating. Um, baptisms. Who, who is going to be getting baptized on Sunday, July 10th? We got one back there. Anybody else? Hey, two. Okay, anybody else who wants to get baptized is free to sign up. Talk to Pastor Chuck. Baptism is a wonderful time of celebration. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Charles wanted me to mention, and we're almost done, youth summer camps coming up July 16th through 20th. Uh, the cost is $2.15 per camper, but we want you to know, of course, that we do have financial aid for those of you, oh, those are the kids that can't afford it. So if any of you um, wonderful people <laughs> want to sponsor the youth to go to camp, feel free to do it. You can just put a donation and put youth camp on it, on, on your envelope. And then, of course, tithes and offerings. We have the offering uh, box in the back and also um, at newheartforyou.com. You can donate and also at 380 East Covina Boulevard, Covina, California, 91722. You can send in your offering. So thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Sister Mary Ann. <laughs> At the other church, they used to call her Party Marianne. <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> okay, um, let's get serious now, okay? Please, this is church, okay? <laughs> Tithe and offerings. How many of you believe that the word is true, that as you give, it shall be given to you? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. My brother over here, he's just uh, came back to church after being, a while for, uh, being away for a while. And he said, when he came to us, he wasn't having much money. And he said, you know, I still got a tithe. I got to give to the Lord. He's been given to the Lord, and he's been seeing the Lord bless him and prosper him. And so he's not reluctant to give because he knows it's not going away. It's coming back. Multiplied in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Then I want to mention about uh, Wednesday night prayer. How many of you believe prayer is crucial to the life of the church? It's, a, it's crucial to the life of the church and to your own life. So Brother Bob, you know, he was not coming to church. We used to talk about the, uh, you know, the announcement. We have prayer on Wednesday, and sometimes people just go, yeah, okay, that's good. You know, I'll, I'll pray at home. You know. <laughs> Better to come and pray. Yeah. So Brother Richard had to encourage him and say, Bob, come to the, to the church on Wednesday. You'll be blessed. So Brother Bob, come and tell us if you've been blessed or not. to say uh, it's a real blessing to come out uh, Wednesdays at 6.30 in the evening. You know, we pray among ourselves, and we're praying for a lot of you who have prayer requests, yes. and we're still praying for you guys. And you know, when we really gathered here, we can feel the Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
and, and that's moving. And I, I've always said in my own heart, I don't want to hear about revival just here. I want to be in the midst of it. Amen. You know, because that would really pick you up. <laughs> so uh, I'm just saying, I encourage you if, if you, you know, sometimes you don't feel like coming. Let's be realistic. But you know what? I don't want my feelings to govern me. You know, I know I come because I know it's right and it's benefit to my spiritual growth. Amen. Thank you, Brother Bob. Amen. Well, we've had a lot of miracles happen. Uh, Gina came the other day, the other week, and she said the doctors told her she's going to need an operation. Uh, you know, things are not going right with her body. She said, my hip is hurting. I don't know. And we prayed, and the next day she said, or even then, it went away. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Amen. Brother Joe, he had a, a problem with his foot. He was going to go to the doctor. We prayed. He said, oh, no, I don't need the doctor. I got Dr. Jesus. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Loopy came. She had a, a, a problem in her back. She got healed on Sunday. And uh, after a couple of weeks, she said, well, I'll try it out and go work out at the gym. And she heard it again. She said, I better come back for more prayer. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, God, you know, he healed you once. I don't know if he's going to heal you twice. But why are you laughing at me? <laughs> well, I've seen it that way, but, you know, we're in a, living in a different age right now. God is pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. She came back, and, yes, she got healed again. Amen? So join us. We're going to talk today about what happens when the church prays. That's going to be the message. But in the meantime, Brother Ron. So you guys had a great time on your vacation, right? And your... Yeah. Oh, wait, it's the conference, you know. <laughs> I love seeing the pictures. It was really great. All right, let's go to the Lord on this one. singing over me You have been so so good to me Before I took a breath You breathed your life in me so, so kind to me.
was your foe Oh, all your love found You've been so, so, so good to me love of God. It's hard to believe, but God loves us more than we love Him. Amen. 
Not only does He love us, He's in love with us. He wants to be with us. He wants to share His life with us, and we share our life with Him. It's a close connection. Amen? So glad that He loves us with an everlasting love, no matter what we do, whatever we've done wrong, He's able to forgive us. Isn't that good to know? You don't have to live a perfect life for Him to love us. He said, I'll overlook your transgressions and your trespasses and your sins. I'll remember no more. Amen? Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, um, I'm going to bring back a message that I got from the conference. Actually, he was preaching, and I was writing down my own message, and so I'm bringing it to you. What happens when the church prays? What happens? A lot happens. So let's pray together as we deliver this word. Father, we thank you that as we come before you, that we have the words of eternal life to speak to your people. I ask you, Lord, to guide and direct me, Holy Spirit. Speak through me to your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, in in following Jesus' life, you'll notice that his primary focus was prayer. In fact, 13 times in the Bible, it's recorded that the disciples said he went away to pray in the mountain, in a deserted place, in a garden, 13 times. And then, so, miracles happened after he prayed. Things uh, changed. And so, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. What, what are we missing? How come when you go and you pray and you come back and all these miracles are happening? Now, notice they didn't say, teach us how to cast out demons. They didn't say, teach us how to heal the sick. He didn't, they didn't say, teach us how to multiply the loaves and the fishes. They said, teach us how to pray. Because they knew how to connect the dots, and they know if he's praying, things are going to happen because the Father's going to reveal to him things that he's supposed to do. And Jesus said, I only do the works that I see my Father do. I only speak what I hear my Father speak. And so when we do that, we have the words of eternal life for those that are around us. Can I get an amen? So uh, there is an underlying spirit that governs the church today. I notice when we've been praying on uh, Wednesday nights since January, things have been changing. The Holy Spirit is moving and grabbing the people and bringing them together. And this is a beautiful thing, because only the Lord can do that. We can't make people get along. We can't make people get in one accord, but the Spirit can. You ever been to a church where everybody's complaining? (laughs) Pastor, we don't like the way the praise and worship's going. Pastor, we don't like the way the prayer. Pastor, we don't like this. Why don't we do that? No. In the the book of uh, Acts, after Pentecost, they were all what? In one accord. Praise the Lord. So Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And so in the book of Acts, we see that the apostles were devoted to prayer. What does it mean, devoted? That means continually, uh, relentlessly, never giving up, continuing to pray, even though if things don't work exactly the way you want them to work. But, you know, in the natural, we don't have the power and the strength to overcome the complexities of life. We need the Holy Spirit. Amen? It says, not by power. Not by might, but by your spirit, saith the Lord. So we're going to have a scripture reading here from Brother Elmo. He's going to come up and uh, read a scripture about in Acts uh, chapter 3. And he's going to tell us exactly what the apostles were doing.
uh, reading for today is from the book of Acts, chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. And the Word of God says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who enter the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. May God bless uh, and add more blessings to the uh, study of his holy word. Thank you, Brother Emmo. You read that beautifully. Amen. So, this is a miraculous story, isn't it? When I first read this, when I first got saved, I go, that, phenomenal. I, I would like to do that now. Wouldn't you like to see that happen? Now, let's, let's go back and let's look at it a little bit. Peter and, and, and uh, John are going to the temple to pray. Huh, come on, talk to me. And they're going into the temple, and they see this guy begging for alms. And they said, look on us, because uh, they're asking for alms. And you know how people, when they, when they ask for alms, they just like, they're not looking. They just go, alms, alms, alms for the poor. And Peter and John said, look on us. I, I want to I give you something. Silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And he grabbed him with his right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength, and he went walking and leaping and praising God. Kind of like Don. Amen? You ever see Don in service? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you. And this guy was walking and leaping and praising God. Now, this is a double miracle. You know why? Because he hadn't walked all of his life. He was, what, 30 or 40 years old? And the miracle was that he got healed, and the second miracle was that he could walk and leap. He's never walked before. How did he do that? Now, I know when I drive for like an hour or two and I get out of the car, it's more like, wait a minute, I'll, I'll be, just give me a second, I'll be, I'll be all right, okay. But this guy who has never walked, all of a sudden had some kind of magic in his in his, in his legs, not magic, but, you know, the Holy Spirit, a miracle in his legs. Thank you. And, and so this is a double miracle. And what it was is it's a gift of faith and the gift of miracles all happening at the same time. It wasn't his faith. In fact, he said, why you marvel at me as by 
My power or my holiness has made this man strong. It's by the name of Jesus and faith in his name who has given him the perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And so what happened was we all have a measure of faith. We all can believe God. But this was a supernatural impartation of the Holy Spirit from the book of Corinthians, chapter 12, verse 9, the gift of healing, the gift of faith. And Peter said, man, you're... you're Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. Now, you know what we pray? We pray, we lay hands on them. We say, okay, now, see if you can walk. See, see how you're doing. <laughs> Did you feel the Lord? Do something you couldn't do before. And that's all well and good. But Peter cut out that step. He said, I'm not waiting. I'm grabbing you and pulling you up out, and you're going to walk in the name of Jesus. Praise God. That's the gift of faith. That's the gift of healing. When you spend time with the Lord, when you pray, in church setting, they went to the church every day to pray. God supernaturally gives you power to do things. You know, and, and God gives you faith to do things. Pastor Gary was telling me he was on a plane or getting ready to board a plane, and somehow he missed the, the gate call, and so they closed the gate on him. And he said, and the, the stewardess said, I'm sorry, sir, we've closed the, the doors. There's no way you're going to get on this plane. He said, this plane is not leaving until I get on board. And she said, okay, well, whatever. And so, but that was, he was exercising his faith. Guess what happened? Somehow there were some technical difficulties. They had to unload the plane and get everybody off. Then Pastor Gary was able to get on. They fixed the, whatever the technical difficulties were, and he got on. Well, it bypasses natural thinking, right? And he had it in his heart, I need to get on that plane. Amen? And God honored the words of his mouth. Praise the Lord. So there's... Uh, things that happen when you have God on your side, when you pray. Like Brother Bob was saying, the Spirit kind of comes to us on Wednesday, and we get energized, we get our faith renewed, and we see God work, and we're so excited to see Him work. And that we know that if He's done it before, He'll continue to do it. God is not tired. He's not run out of power. He's not running out of miracles. He wants to do the miracles. He wants to see His people healed. He wants to see His people prosper. This is the desire of the Lord. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let's calm down now. We got... I've been off for a little while, okay? <laughs> I'm on the plane. We have to be out there for five hours, and I'm just going over this message over and over in my heart and in my mind. I go, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yeah, that's what they need to hear. So let's look at it. There's five uh, benefits of praying when the church prays. Okay, you ready for them? The first one, it releases the spirit of unity in the church. Because what the, on the day of Pentecost, Acts 2, verse 1, it says, they were all come together with one accord and in one place. One accord and one place. People weren't at home saying, I'm praying for you, brother. You know, I'm joining with you in prayer. No, you got to be in one place, amen, <laughs> to feel the corporate anointing, to feel the presence of the Lord, and to know that he's going to be with you. And one accord, like I was saying, it's hard to get people in one accord. It's hard. You know, you ever try to go out to a restaurant, and you got, like, the disciples, 12 people, and they go, well, what should we eat? Well, whatever, whatever. You want Mexican food? Uh, no, I had that yesterday. What about Italian food? No, I don't like Italian food. What about Chinese food? No, I don't. How do you get everybody in one accord? It's the Holy Spirit that puts you in one accord. 
It's the Holy Spirit that helps us with VBS to bring it all together, to have Ruth do the stage, to have Marianne organize everything, to have the teachers, to have all the things that have to go on is only because the Spirit of the Lord is keeping us in one accord and in one mind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even at home, guess what? You've got to be in one accord. You have to have the peace and the, and the, and the presence of the Lord to guide and direct your kids. Hallelujah. You've got to get the kids in, on your uh, uh, wavelength, right? Can I get an amen? All right. Well, jo Jesus said this in John 17, that they may be one as we are one. We don't, we're not trying to get them on our side. We're trying to get them on the Lord's side, that we may be one with them. Ephesians 4 says, too, we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, a mature man, unto the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ. We are all supposed to be grown up here. Amen. <laughs> and, you know, I don't have to, I'm not singling out anybody because everybody that I, that's here that I know of is in one accord. They're trying to get along. They're trying to work together. Praise God. And so um, the first thing is you release the spirit of unity. Second thing is you release the supernatural power of God. Ooh, don't you want the supernatural power of God? Praise God. Gina likes it that she came in and got the supernatural power of God and brought uh, Rudy back to us. He was in the hospital for eight months. That's a long time to be in the hospital. They were saying, I don't know if he's going to get back, come back. You better make some funeral plans. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. He shall live and not die. Praise God. So let's look at this. In the book of Acts, when, when they healed uh, this, this lame guy, this lame man, and I was just going to mention, what, can you imagine when you're, dri you know, when you're driving down this road and you see people on the side of the road, they're begging for, for food, and they may, they may be crippled or hurt or anything? Wouldn't it be nice if you just go up there and go like... In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk over here and pull them right up. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm waiting for that day when I can do that. That's, that's great, right? Now, you got to have faith because if it isn't, the guy's going to sue you or something. You know, like, <laughs> I can't walk. What are you doing to me? But, so when they healed this guy, the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the rulers of the temple, they weren't happy about that. They said, why are you preaching that resurrection from the dead thing, you know, that in the name of Jesus, he rose from the dead? See, the Sadducees, they didn't believe in the resurrection of the dead. And that's why they were sad, you see. All right? That's a good way to remember it. Sad, you see, because they don't believe in the resurrection. Because really, if we don't rise from the dead, this, what good is this life? Paul said if we had hope in this life only, we'd be all men most miserable. This is not the greatest thing. The greatest thing is when we reach heaven, praise God. Right now, we're in the battle zone. We're fighting the good fight of faith. We're bringing people along, amen? We're trying to get to heaven and bring as many as we can to heaven. Can I get an amen? So they call them, let's see, uh, Acts 4, verse 18 through 19. So they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John said, huh. Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than God, you judge. I'm putting it back on them, right? We can only speak of what we hear and what we've seen. So you want to tell me I can't speak what I already saw? You, you be the judge. You want to come against God? Go ahead. I've seen people come against us, and it's almost like coming against God. Same thing with you guys. I'm sure you've had situations where people come against you, and God defends you. God takes care of you. God protects you. Amen? 
Thank God we have a God that watches over us. Thank God we have a God that we don't have to worry about situations facing us. No matter whatever happens, the Bible says, what the devil meant for harm, God will turn around for our good. I know all of you have not had the best past, okay? Me included. <laughs> but God somehow brought us through to a place where we can stand up and say, that if it had not been God who was on our side, we would have been consumed. I don't know. I don't deserve to be here, to be honest with you. I've had some close, con you know, close calls with death. I've, I did all the wrong things. It went out of the, the, the favor of God, but God didn't run out his favor for me. Praise God. So now, now here's what they did. When they threatened in that way, they said, we're going to command you, and if you don't, we're going to, what, give you 39 stripes. So in Acts 9, 4, 29, 31, what did Peter and John say? Oh, okay. Uh, we, I guess we better not, went back to the company. Oh, I guess we better not preach in the name of Jesus anymore because they're mad at us. Here's what they did when they went back. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders be done through the name of the holy, of your holy servant, Jesus. They didn't back off. They even got to step it up. Okay, Lord, let's see some more miracles. Let's see some more healing power. Stretch forth your hand to heal. Praise God. So what had happened? So Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he, was, he had so much power, he'd walk down the streets, and people would put the people that were on beds and, and crutches out on the street, and the shadow of Peter, just as he walked by, people got healed. Now, it wasn't the shadow. It was the Holy Spirit that was with him. And people, can you imagine that? People, Peter's coming. Okay, get, get Mildred out here. You know, come on. Get, get, come on, Mildred, get your bed. Come on, let's go. And she came by, and they, the Bible says they all got healed. This is some kind of power. Why? The church prayed together, and they see the re release of supernatural power. Amen? The third thing, it releases the harvest of God. Matthew 9, 36 through 38. This is Revelation. But when he saw the multitudes, Jesus, he was moved with compassion. Jesus has compassion on you. He cares for you. And this word compassion, there was no word in the Greek that could uh, be translated. And so they had to make up a word because it was from the depths of his soul. He cried. He cried because he wanted to see his people healed. He was moved with compassion. Sister Vanessa was crying when she came up because she was ministering to someone. I go, what are you crying about? So I just have the compassion of the Lord to reach out to a certain person. Praise God. He was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the, Lord, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Now, are you ready for this, this next verse? Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. Pray that the Lord would send out. Now, I looked up that word send out, and it wasn't like, oh, invitation, like, guy, it would be good if you went out. No, it was a compelling. It was a forceful. Send them out like a violent force. Go forth and minister to those people. We, there's too many people out there that are going to hell. You need to go out there. You have to have that compassion of the Lord. You have to have that pulling in your heart to want to reach out and touch people. When we were in Orlando, Florida, I didn't take a vacation. Everywhere we went, when we bought tickets, I said, 
Do you know the Lord? Are you saved? If you go, are you going to heaven? My son's going, Dad, we got to get back to the, you know. <laughs> I said, hold on one second, son. <laughs> let, let, me, let me minister to this woman. So we're getting people saved. We were praying for them in their operation. We were, we were ministering. The compelling of the Lord causes us to want to reach out to people. The Lord will prompt you and force you in a polite way to get out there and move on people's behalf. Amen? Can you step it up a little bit? Can I give you an invitation? Go. Let the Lord use you to minister to people. Okay, and then uh, the next one is the last, uh, the last two. Four, it releases the voice of God when you pray. God speaks to you when you're in the church prayer. In uh, uh, Acts 13, verse 2, and they minister, minister to the Lord and fasted. Oh, that's a bad word, isn't it, fasted? Oh, please. What about my banana splits, Lord? What? Come on. Fasted means you pull aside, you, you separate yourself from food and, you know, join yourself to the Lord. They ministered. They worshiped the Lord. Can you imagine? We, we minister to the Lord when we give our praise to him. He lo- you're ministering to him. You're making him feel good when you praise him. He doesn't need your praise, but he enjoys it. He, he, he says, he, he, uh, he, he, he uh, what is it? The presence of the Lord, he inhabits. He inhabits. He, he makes residence. He enjoys you praising him. He comes down and says, oh, this is just like heaven. I want to be a part of this. Oh, let's praise God together. Hallelujah. They minister the Lord and faster, the Holy Spirit said. Now, separate. The Holy Spirit did what? He said. The Holy Spirit speaks. The Holy Spirit said, separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. He spoke. He spoke. When you're in the meeting together, God will speak. In fact, you know the, the Wild Brothers? We talked to their grandfather, and he told us about their, their father and their mother. The mother, when she was 18 years old or 15 years old, went to a youth camp, and the Lord spoke to her and said, I want you to be a missionary. And she said, really? So she went home and told her parents, Dad, I think the Lord's calling me to be a missionary. They said, fine, that's fine. So three years later, she met a missionary who she married. She was 18 years old, and he had it in his heart to go to Indonesia. Why Indonesia? He said, I want to go to the furthest part that where people don't hear the gospel at all, and I want to go there. So the grandfather said, well, let's look on the map and see where Indonesia is. And he had a globe, and he said, I found out where we were in Florida here, and I looked on the other side of the globe, but the side of the world is Indonesia. She goes, what? He says, why do you have to go all that way? The Lord is compelling me. So they went. And so they spent, they were raised in Indonesia, even though they're, they were born in Florida. And I asked them, how does it feel to, you know, they had to make their own uh, house. They had to make their own boats. They had to, you know, go sh- fishing and, and hunting and, and doing all these crazy. I, I couldn't do that. That's not me. You know, I like the comforts, you know. I like to pray in the comfort of my house. Amen? But that's just me. But they were, the Lord spoke to them, and they, they're happy. They love it. You saw how wholesome they are. So God will speak to you. Now, she got that word going to youth camp. So you people that are sending your youth, don't, don't mean, that doesn't mean that they're going to go on a missionary trip. But anyway, <laughs> the Lord speaks. Okay. So the last thing, right, in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, it releases the gifts of the Spirit. Praise God. 
Now, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 12, 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. God wants to give you gifts. He wants to shed upon you His glory and pour it out upon you so that you can just, you look for people. Jesus said what? I came to seek and save that which were lost. Are we that way? Are we anxious? Are we earnestly desiring spiritual gifts to minister to people and to be a blessing to them? If we do, then God is going to use us more and more. So the five things that you get from praying in church, it releases the spirit of unity. It releases the supernatural power of God. It releases the harvest of God. In other words, He makes you available to bring in the harvest. And it releases the voice of the Lord. We all want to hear the Lord, don't we? When you come in there, God's saying, okay, now let me direct you. I found out when I was early in, in, in ministry, uh, the Lord spoke to me because I was hungry, earnestly seeking Him. And so He can direct me. But if I'm just sitting on the couch going, okay, Lord, uh, what do you want me to do? <sighs> the Lord said, well, if you get up, maybe I can, you know, direct you a little bit. <laughs> releases the gifts of the Spirit. We want to operate in the gifts of the Spirit. Amen? Not by our might, by our power, but by the Spirit, saith the Lord. Amen? So I hope I encourage you today. Are you encouraged to come to prayer, to be a, a men and women of prayer? So let's pray. Father, we thank you that as we come together, we're able to see your glory and know that as you have been with us, you will continue to be with us as we pray, as we come together in one accord and in one place to see your glory. I thank you that you impress upon the people to want to do that, to want to be in your presence. And we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've never accepted the Lord in your life, this is the time when you can accept him by your confession of faith. So just repeat after me. Say, Father God, thank you for Jesus. He died on the cross paid the price for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be Lord of my life all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've gone away from the Lord, just say this. Say, Father, receive me back into your kingdom, into your love. Forgive me of my sins and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. The last thing we're going to do is receive communion. The blood symbolized by the cup. Jesus' body symbolized by the bread. Jesus assembled himself with his apostles, and he said, With fervent desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. What was he saying? He said, this is the moment I've really waited for. I've been, all the preaching I did for three years culminates in this day and in this night because now it's going to be the New Testament. Now it's going to be we don't have to uh, sacrifice bulls and goats, but now I am the final sacrifice. All your sins are forgiven, and you can have fellowship with me and with my Father. So, Father, I just thank you that as we bless the bread symbolizing the body and the cup symbolizing the blood, that we have remission of sins, we have fellowship with you, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.
Praise the Lord. Ron's playing Jesus paid it all. And he did. He paid it all. We're the only religion that doesn't have to work for their salvation. But because we're saved, we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. So let's receive the sacrifice of the body of our Lord Jesus Christ through the bread. Take and eat. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. Thank you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. He said, as oft as you do this, do it in remembrance of me, of my complete and total sacrifice. Take and drink of the cup, symbolizing the blood that was shed for us. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we're washed clean as snow. No sin dragging on us, but complete righteousness because of his righteousness. I'm so glad that I know Jesus. I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about if I'm going to make it to heaven or not. We just let Marianne um, said goodbye to her aunt, 88 years old, went home to be with the Lord. And we can rejoice. She lived a good life. She helped many of us get saved. And she prayed for us constantly. But now she's in heaven. She doesn't have to pray anymore. She can watch us do the work. So we don't have to fear death because it's only an entryway into the complete and total presence of the Lord. Isn't that good? I know there's people here that have lost loved ones. Well, you haven't lost them. They just relocated. They just went to a better place. They went to a place where there's no more sorrow, no more pain, no more crying, but just joy in the Lord. Amen? Hallelujah. Joy unspeakable and full of glory.